Hello and welcome to another episode of the Just Some Magic podcast. I am your host, Morgan. Here on Just Some Magic, we like to share people's most magical moments in and out of the theme parks. So whether you're waiting for your next vacation or you're on your way to work wishing to go into a more magical place, this is the podcast for you. This episode is all about the creation, the love, and the journey that it happened to get to our 50th episode of Just Some Magic and how much it means to me. I hope you guys want to help me celebrate the 50th episode, and I hope you guys enjoy. this episode with some listener questions that you guys sent in. I asked on my Instagram what questions you guys had for me and the podcast. I'll answer them now. This first question is from Carlos. What's a character quote that is stuck with you? It can be in a film or TV or during a greeting. And mine is definitely a movie quote. I like to quote this one all the time. And I actually have a funny story about it. Bantering with a cast member at Galaxy's Edge. But I love Lilo. I will relate to her in so many ways and how passionate she is about the things that she believes and thinks and whatnot. And my favorite quote from her that I constantly have in my head is the one where she's talking about Pudge the Fish. So (laughs) I'll recite it now. It's sandwich day. Every Thursday, I give Pudge the fish a peanut butter sandwich. Pudge is a fish. And today, we were out of peanut butter. So I asked my sister what to give him, and she said a tuna sandwich. I can't give Pudge tuna. Do you know what tuna is? Fish. It's fish. If I were to give Pudge tuna, I'd be an abomination. I'm late because I had to go to the store and get peanut butter because all we have is is stinking tuna. Lilo, Lilo, why is this so important? Pudge controls the weather. (laughs) I just love that quote so much. And I even named my porg that I got at Galaxy's Edge Pudge (laughs) because it just makes sense. I don't know. I just love it. This next question comes from Tegan. What did you do as a cast member? So I did my Disney college program back in 2013 and I got to work at the biggest Disney store in the world and it survived the overhaul from downtown Disney to Disney Springs, but I worked at the World of Disney store and It was crazy working there. We had the most ugliest costumes, but now they're much better and I'm very jealous of their costumes. And the store is so cool from the makeover and the overhaul transitioning into Disney Springs. But I love that store so much and I'm so glad I got to work there and I'm very happy that it is still there. 
and I worked merchandise there. And in that role, we got to do more than just work at the cash register. We got to work at the cash register, stocking the floors, running the merchandise, work upstairs in the stock room or in the shipping room. There was just so many different roles, 800 cast members, 30 leaders back when I was there. And it was absolutely wild. If you want to hear more about that experience, definitely listen to episode one with Sarah and I, because Sarah worked there with me. Oddly enough, one of my favorite things to do was the cardboard crusher (laughs) or the box crusher machine. I loved being able to put the boxes in and crush down the cardboard and then put it into another machine that would crush it down even more. I don't know. It just was very satisfying to me (laughs) to see that. Let me know if I'm crazy and if you guys feel the same or have been around that type of machine before. Another quick little memory from working there was they were getting rid of the pixie dust from Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique that was actually attached to our store at the time. It's not anymore. They moved it to a different spot in Disney Springs, but we had it attached to our store and we used to break with the fairy godmothers in training. Well, part of our merchandise role was to help them out and these two cast members had to open up each individual bag of pixie dust which I think they had to do like 10 pounds of pixie dust that day and then empty it out into the garbage. And the reason why they had to do this so no one would take it, well, because they did that, they were covered in glitter and I was so jealous I didn't get to do that because I love getting pixie dust from Fairy Godmothers in Training. This next question is from Dan and this is probably a question I get often, but Who is a person you would love to interview? And it doesn't have to be Disney related, he specifies. Oh, this answer is so easy. I a thousand percent want to get Chris Evans on my show. I would love to get him on the Just Some Magic podcast. And the reason why him is not only because he's attractive and he seems so kind and he's in Marvel movies and he's Captain America, but he is a huge Disney fan. If you guys follow him, you'll kind of know how big of a Disney fan he is. And supposedly he goes all the time. And I think he just went to Disneyland Paris to the new Marvel hotels. So jealous he's there. I'm like, I should be in Paris. I need to go see him. I want to see this whole Marvel hotel. But he is such a Disney fan and I would love to get him on. But if I had to think of one other person as well, I am going to kind of stick with the Marvel theme is I would love to get Haley Atwell on as well because she has been in Christopher Robin, Cinderella, Marvel movies. She, like She's done a lot. And for those that don't know, she is Peggy Carter in the Avengers movies. And she's awesome. She's also been in Christopher Robin and she's also been the mom in Cinderella. And so she's done a lot of amazing things. And the reason I want her on is because I've seen her in interviews and she just seems like such a fun person that I truly want to be friends with. And I know her and Chris Evans work very closely together. So maybe I could just have both of them on at the same time. and It would just be my dream interview episode. Like that would be incredible. This next question is from Tim and Kate. If you were tasked with adding a new ride to Walt Disney World, what would be your vision and which park? That is a tough one, but I would definitely want an extreme thrill ride, almost equivalent to Velocicoaster or Hagrid's over at Universal. And I think since there are a couple of roller coasters in Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom, I think maybe in Epcot it could be a good one. 
I feel like Guardians of the Galaxy is heading in that route with the story coaster elements from Hagrid's and the thrill of Velocicoaster. I feel like that will be a great competitor for Universal. But if I were to think of a secondary one that hasn't been created, I would like more storybook simple dark rides in Fantasyland. That is one of the elements I love at Disneyland where there are multiple different dark rides that you can go through from Peter Pan, Alice in Wonderland, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, Snow White's Adventure. I was about to say Scary Adventure, but it's changed since then. And also um, Pinocchio's. So I would love to get some more elements, maybe Cinderella or Sleeping Beauty. I mean, I'd love anything Sleeping Beauty would be great. But okay, and if I could jump over to Disneyland for this question, if that's okay, Tim and Kate, I would love to have some type of brave attraction or meet and greet area in Pixar Pier because Brave is awesome. Everybody forgets that she's Pixar. She is just so great and I would love to have her meet and greet back maybe in how they do at Disney World but also have her brothers that are transformed into bears as well as part of it. So this next question comes from Devin. She asks, who's a princess you most identify with and which princess do you strive to be like? I feel like most of y'all know that Sleeping Beauty is my favorite princess. I strive to be like her. She is so kind and curious and kind of a hippie and I do love that. But I feel like I most like Princess Anna because she's quirky. She's kind of, you know, confident but not totally sure of herself. And she just kind of gets along with everybody. So I would say I most like Princess Anna or I would like to be like Sleeping Beauty. This next one is what is your favorite bad attraction and why is it Figment? And this comes from Trent. I actually enjoy Figment, but my favorite bad attraction. Oh, gosh, that's tough. I would say Mickey's Magic because... It's definitely aged not very well. The screen's a little off, but I love going to that theater and listening to all the classic songs and the smells and the lights and the music, like all of it together is such a great attraction. I don't feel like it's very popular, like it's very underrated. So I think that is my favorite bad attraction. This last question is from Robin and she says, what is your favorite relaxing thing to do at Walt Disney World? And typically, if I'm being honest, like my time at Disney isn't very relaxing, but I will say my two favorite things to do is get a pulled pork nachos from Captain Cook's at the Polynesian right outside Magic Kingdom and sit on the beach and just kind of like listen to the music and have the sand between my toes and sit in an Adirondack chair. That is a great afternoon for sure. And then my second favorite thing I like to do that is relaxing, again, has to do with food, but statulis. I'm always so happy there. My belly's so happy. My stomach's full. Like, it's just a great ambiance to be in there, too. And I just love the world of Pandora. I want to thank everybody that sent in those questions. Those were terrific. And now we'll share my story of how I got Just Some Magic podcast started. So this story actually started back on June 13th of 2020. That's when I decided 
to start a podcast. Like in the teaser trailer for this podcast, I already stated that I was wishing to be going to the parks just like everybody else and I wanted to create something that made people feel like they were back in the parks. Hence the idea of sharing people's stories came about. I remember first telling my family about this idea, honestly worried that they were going to say, that's not a great idea or, or that's not the best use of your time during a pandemic and trying to find a job. And come to my surprise, they actually thought it was a brilliant idea and I was so relieved. There's not a podcast that's doing what I'm doing and I'm so proud to have made it to 50 episodes of this show. For those that don't know, I am a one-woman show. I do all the editing, all the marketing, and all the interview process all by myself. It takes a lot of effort to run a podcast, let alone run a podcast by yourself. And on top of that, almost two episodes every single week. Now, during this time, I have definitely had some trial and errors of trying to keep up with the content and the interviews and whatnot. I remember at most, I think I had four interviews in one day. So that was a very <laughs> tiring day for sure. But overall and through the hard times, it has been an amazing and through all the ups and downs of running this show, I have gotten such incredible feedback from you guys, from the nice reviews on Apple Podcasts to personal messages on Instagram or Facebook. It truly means the absolute world to me that you guys love and believe in my little baby podcast. I have gotten to talk to some incredible people from former Imagineers to theme park fans such as yourself with just some incredible stories. And like I said, this podcast is really hard to do, but my favorite, my absolute favorite part is talking to all of you and hearing all of your stories or sharing them with the world. So thank you to anybody who has ever sent in a listener's story. And again, it's not too late to ever send one in if you want. We're gearing up for season two starting next week. You guys have been such a support system and all your nice things you guys say to help keep me going has truly made such an impact on me. And I can't thank you guys enough for listening. But back to the timeline of this story. So like I said, June 13th was when I first started to sit down, come up with the concept of what my podcast was going to be about, who my audience was, and how often I wanted to post a new episode. Then my next step was getting equipment. I cannot tell you how much research I did before getting the mics that I have and all the other equipment that I have to make this podcast sound incredible because that is something I truly wanted to do was have a beautiful sounding podcast. But while I was waiting for my equipment to come in, which actually because of COVID was completely backordered for quite some time, I decided to set up a website. And I'm very proud to say that I did this website all myself. When making my website, I wanted to make it beautiful but easy to follow. The biggest goal of my website was to make it beautiful and also easily accessible for people that I wanted on my show. I set up a whole scheduling system for my future guests to have on and I started my interviews in late July. I didn't quite have a deadline of when I wanted to air my show, but I definitely knew I wanted it to be in 2020. 
I went to California and interviewed some people. And then I was also visiting my home and met some wonderful people that had Disney backgrounds there. If you guys listened to the last episode, Flora's episode, her father was a voice actor and was in Peter Pan, Sleeping Beauty, Robin Hood, and many other voiceover works. Then in September, the parks had been open and I finally made a trip out to Disney World with some friends. I interviewed a handful of people there and it was so great to chat with them and get back into that Disney feeling for sure. During that time, it was super motivating to get my podcast going because at that time, especially in early September, not everybody could go to the parks, whether it be financial or health or just nervous to be around during the pandemic. So it just motivated me that much more to get my podcast released. Then I finally figured out how to interview people online. So if they were in a different state or country, I could still do that. So I cranked out some more interviews and I was able to get about 35 episodes recorded before I launched. Now, some of these episodes I recorded, I definitely knew I wanted to save them for different holidays or different moments in Disney history, so I had to keep having more interviews. And through this process, I have met even more people with amazing, incredible stories. And it has been my absolute favorite part of podcasting is interviewing all of you. December of 2020 rolled around and I was like, I need to air my episodes. I need to start my podcast. I need to launch this. But the editing process of all of these interviews was a little bit challenging and I definitely had to learn a lot along the way. I was using a completely different software that I had never used before, but it made it sound terrific. So I stuck with it. So December 6th rolls around. It was the first day of the first episode and you guys loved it. I got so much great feedback and listens and it truly motivated me so, so much. Fast forward and I am in Orlando. I moved here and it was so exciting to be that much closer to magic and meet more people to interview and share their story on the show. I was living and working right next to the magic and also universal as well. That is one of my goals for next season is to incorporate more universal stories as well. Universal has now a special place in my heart and I just love their rides there. So season two is going to be seeing a lot more universal. My goal of this show was to make you feel like you were at the theme parks and making you have a more magical day than you already will. I will say again, as hard as this podcast is, it truly has helped me through some tough times and focus on giving back to others with this show. This podcast truly means the world to me and I am not going to stop. We're going to keep going and keep growing and keep spreading that magic. So if you want to do me a huge favor and share it with a couple of your theme park loving friends, that would mean the absolute world to me. My biggest goal of this podcast is to make this my full-time job where I can come on here and share countless stories and countless memories with all of you. So cheers to 50 episodes and almost 10,000 total listens. And I hope you guys enjoy all of these episodes and the future episodes of season two. Thank you all so much for listening and supporting the show. It means the absolute world to me. And I can't wait to share more stories with you. But until next time, bye. Bye.